1: that is the signal of a brand new era here on (laughs) 91.3 WYSO it's a little bit from the soundtrack from the day the earth stood still and a special occasion today as we're sitting with the new hosts of uh, a really fun little mind excursion if you will called Filmically Perfect it's my pleasure to welcome George Williman thank you
2: thank you Nikki
1: and J. Todd Anderson here to talk about the concept which is very interesting you have a list of movies that are exceptional but it's not a ranking it's not about this is the best movie ever and then this is the next best you have a whole different sort of way of considering they are
0: all perfect and we have taken many years to compile this list and um, we have very very strict rules of engagement on this list (laughs) and not once are any one of these films better than another they're not ranked by number but they still are are all perfect, so they're you know it's it's peace in the yard for everybody.
1: Yeah, yeah. it's sort of like the notion of the film carries its own weight yes, in itself exactly. as a self-contained unit, not in a yes. competition, no comparison. That's right. But in and of and itself, and we have rules,
0: and we're going to explain those rules
2: right yeah, now. Yeah, let's have them. Although the first rule we have is that the films create the world they exist in. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are completely self-contained, um, which. I don't know if that will actually take out the idea of having documentaries in the list. I don't think we have any at the present time. but uh, And we'll get more into that as we talk about the film itself.
0: The other thing is that they wholly sustain that world. They never fall down. Once they create this world, they entertain us, man. And we follow it all the way through. And they keep, keep us going. And sometimes these principles are very, very unique, not found in other films. That's what we strive to find movies that that defy all structure, you know.
1: And as we, uh, not quite yet, but as we begin to name maybe a few of these, uh, you'll begin to get a sense of of these these criteria that you're saying. And the next one?
2: The uh, the last one is that regardless of the changes in society, uh, these films retain their meaning and entertainment value. So regardless of whether it was made in the 20s or the 80s, or it's color or black and white or widescreen or just, excuse me, standard, uh, screen. it uh, will always be entertaining. yeah, and, and worth watching.
0: One of the interesting things about most of these films is it maximizes the absolute potential of the medium, which nobody does too much anymore because everything's very formulas. and they you know, the accountants got to make sure this is going to make money. Right. and uh, so they got to rely on premises. But these a lot of the uh, the structure and the and the form, cinematic form in these movies, Absolutely goes for the unlimited potential of making movies, which people have forgotten about nowadays. They don't make movies. They make amusement park rides and, and – and <laughs> Video games. Come to this site. Come to that site. They're not right. making movies, man. They, we want you to come here. Don't worry about that. Pay no attention to that movie. We got you now.
1: Right, you know? right. We got, to, we got to get in here and other, other right. opportunities the, the, to the open movie, your wallet.
2: Today the movie almost falls secondary to the merchandising.
1: How about it? Which brings us to, um, on this, the very first segment of Filmically Perfect, you have brought to us the film and offered for our perusal, The Day the Earth Stood Still. What about this movie makes it qualify for perfect film status?
0: Well, it's... uh, It
1: definitely transcends time. It definitely has... I mean, this was made... What what year? 51. 1951. We're talking, you know, almost three this generations is, worth of people but have... this is
0: a, one of the very first indictments on the atomic generation mm. and what's going on. And it's still very valid today considering what's going on in the Middle East and I have an atomic weapon, watch out. Yeah, yeah. And this is... um this is their way of refereeing all this way back in nineteen you know like right after the war and keep Just in the mind dawn this, of the cold war keep in mind when this movie is made the chinese were coming over the border in korea you know and mm. and douglas macarthur was gonna use nuclear weapons so this movie came out at a very precarious time uh... when when as we you know we were on the precipice of atomic war as some people said back then so this movie came out right about that time
1: also i mean uh, as we heard just in the very beginning a little bit of the theremin action on the soundtrack there's i mean you also consider it, it, it as a full body of work but in the way the music worked in this perfection uh, well, it was very, was very
2: groundbreaking uh, that that robert wise the director well, he chose Bernard Herrmann because they'd worked a lot ahead of time. But Herrmann was always very forward-thinking and trying new and different things. And this score was very radical. It really because is. Because he uses all sorts of odd but Bernard
0: Herrmann's most famous score is Psycho.
1: Oh, is that right? Yeah. right? Hey, if we could just cue up a little, maybe from track three on there. We've, we well, uh, George was kind enough to bring the soundtrack from. Just like fade it up a little bit in the bottom here, and then also I'll tell you what. While you do put a little bit of the soundtrack on, and uh, if if one of the two of you would just give a quick uh, plot synopsis, so that every, may, not everyone has seen this okay. amazing film, but just uh, give us a quick <laughs> the day well, the earth stood still. Well, the quick still. the
2: quick version is that um, in the spring, I believe it is 1951, a spaceship lands on the Mall. In Washington, D.C., and inside the ship is a single occupant whose name is Klaatu and a huge silver seven-foot robot called Gort, who's just very quiet, just stands there. Strong, silent (laughs) type.
0: Um, he just kills people. That's all.
2: So <laughs> that's
1: all. Yeah, <laughs> and he
0: does it with a great amount of style. He can burn <laughs> rifles out of people's hands without killing them, and then he burns the rifles with the people and it kills them too. Oh. You know, that's at the end of the movie when his his wrath
1: the it? wrath is but unleashed
2: immediately. Um, you know, Klatu makes an offering to the military, which of course has quickly surrounded him, uh, and gets and they shoot him, him when he gives down. him. Yeah, he he offers you know a gift, and of course you know they shoot him. You know, mm. so. Um, they take him to the hospital. He says that he wants to meet with all the world leaders. And uh, and basically, the, the world leaders won't meet with him because they don't know who he is. Yeah,
0: and the president is too busy. They say, if you can come here and you can come here, we can fit you in. And, and then he says, we want to I want to talk to somebody bigger than the president. And then this is the secretary. Who's not very stylish like nowadays? She's, he's he's not beautiful and elegant right, and, right, and right. willowy. He's this old curmudgeon who comes to the hospital and says, "Well, I can't fit you into the schedule," you know, and then they lock him in the hospital room. But he walks away from that, and
2: uh, he, he uh, borrows some clothing and and heads into Washington. And ends up staying at a boarding house with with different various characters. The most important ones of which are a young uh, uh, World War II widow and her her young son, and he becomes. Uh, very friendly with both of them, and the boy turns out to be the one person who makes a connection with him and and trusts him and believes him, and he takes Clato around Washington and shows him the Lincoln Monument, and and is very impressed by all the. And Washington- he declares Abraham Lincoln. Can we have Lincoln, a little bit smart, of the music in the background
1: because you know? I think that'll make it. Yeah. Do you hear me there? As he's tell- there, we go. Just keep going. Oh, there we go. <laughs> so picture the scene.
2: So uh, at one point. Um, the kid and Kletu want to go to the movies but Kletu does not have any money but he has these diamonds that he brought with him that they use on their planet for currency and he gives them to the kid for a couple of bucks. Well the kid unwillingly unwittingly gives the diamonds to his mother who then shows them to her her commerce department boyfriend who is oh, a, a real heel. Yeah and he's the bad guy. He's the he's Judas Iscariot because our, our, uh, our protagonist is Carpenter, that's his name. He's carpenter. Right, the clothes okay. he takes go- belong to a, a man named Carpenter. So yes. it immediately sets up this very nice uh, Christ allegory that right. carries throughout the story. And he's it's really talking
0: restoration.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. And right. so the, the the commerce guy becomes the Judas who sells him out
0: for this handful of diamonds. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. Uh, well, how and, interesting. And, yeah,
0: and, and it's got one of <clears> just the best lines uh, uh, in in any movie I've ever seen to push the story forward. And he says, uh, "How does that go, George?" Uh, I don't know you're looking for it. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll find it here. While, while you're looking for that.
2: Anyways, uh, so in the meantime, Clatu has to get his message through. So he decides to uh, to meet this Professor Barnhart, who is this brilliant physicist, and uh, played by Sam Jaffe, and gets him interested in setting up a meeting with all the world's scientific leaders, Okay. which he does try to do. And he, reali- he realizes that he has to do something to make people realize that he's serious. So he creates this uh, time for half an hour where all the
0: electricity on Earth stops.
1: Hence all the, car- the day the Earth right. stood yes. still.
0: Everything stops running. All and it's, cars it's one of so the greatest had... montages of all time because they try to tell everybody. And one of the greatest shots in there is this milkshake mixer stopping, and everybody's alarmed. Right? You know, wow. you can tell the so United so States it... is heading toward you know over being right. In a in Wait.
2: a in a couple of line of dialogue, they in a meeting though they mentioned that although all the electricity stopped, the airplanes that were flying at that time did not quit running. Neither did any of the life protecting equipment in the hospital. Oh, so it was in But those milkshake machines, very, very machines all stopped yes. in that dairy. In <laughs>
1: <laughs> so news. here, we've set the scene of great world tension and the notion of someone <laughs> coming in, you know, to to make it all right and make us all, you know, atone. And by right. so doing, make well, it earth actually, stand still. He's, not,
0: he's, he's warning them because Earth is getting out of hand. Right. You know, it's, he's not there to restore them. <laughs> he's just saying, because even at the end it says, you know, we don't care how you run your planet. Just don't get too violent and start spreading it around. You know, You're don't right, spread okay. your love around in this universe, guys. <laughs> and that's what he's doing. He's warning him because he... If he says at the end of the well, movie... Well, don't, don't. Now, oh, wait a minute. Right. But oh, oh, oh hey, we have actually here. we're gonna have that.
1: Um, so we have we <laughs> we sat here. That it has like so great social uh, uh, right. significance. This movie yes. on themes that have meaning that resonate to through day, yes. to this day. So the notion of uh, the day the earth stood still as a filmically perfect offering, including the soundtrack that we're hearing now, really does hold up. Now this is a this we're gonna do a fun segment every Friday. We're gonna talk about movies, and each week right. you're gonna bring in sort of the next one, and we also would love to hear some submissions first of all I uh, was uh, neglecting my duty but I didn't mention that you George Williman, are uh, the curator at the uh, Wright Pat aspect of the Library of Congress film
2: I'm I'm in charge of the the nitrate film balls taking care of all the old The old,
0: old movies.
1: So this is your... That movie
0: is probably in his vault.
2: Isn't
1: that amazing? Think about it. You talk about Area 51. The day the earth stood still. Is it right, Pat? So you certainly had your your credentials going. And Also, J. Todd Anderson, you are a storyboard artist for, among many, many other things, the Coen Brothers for the last 20 years. They've been my
0: principal meal ticket for (laughs) quite a while, yes. (laughs) And we actually... Take pity on me. We
1: have here, just for a little fun here, a a copy of some of the storyboards from The Big Lebowski. And we're going to be giving those away today, as well as a copy of The Day the Earth And that's from still. Precinct
0: 13, Jason's uh, video store. A local there. video right. store that They're has in, some of the um, most
1: unique titles.
0: Yes, and he works very hard at getting those unique titles. And he um, was nice to uh, donate the to us today. The awareness level on movies comes up because of him, uh, which is one of the reasons we're talking about this because not too many people... Uh, remember this movie, let alone consider
1: it. And could go yeah. buy a copy, but you could, right. you know, actually and get one. And it's
0: still an incredible movie to this day. You, to this very It's very day. much like High Noon. If you start watching it, you think, that's kind of hokey, Gary yeah. Cooper. And then you start watching it. You're and like, you can't wow. let it go. This is the same way with this movie. You see them all clowning around in Washington, D.C., and, uh, and all of a sudden you're, you're watching it.
1: It's yeah. funny. I'm sure I haven't seen this since I was a little girl, and I remember clearly these scenes that you described of mm-hmm. him coming up. I mean, it had that much impact on me that, I mean, I can picture these. I haven't seen this movie. In probably twenty years, and but. it
0: applies to what's going on right now. Yeah, very much.
1: We have a little uh, the segment that will play out of the uh, the great excerpt from his speech that he speaks right, this, to the people yeah, when he's brought the earth to a standstill. This is
0: actually well,
2: this is actually after that. What does Henley just just to get to this point? He um, he eventually the the Commerce Department heal. Gets the cops on him, <laughs> and uh, and he tries to make an escape to get to this meeting with the scientists, and he ends up. They end up gunning him down again. And with he's a not machine impermeable, gun. right? No, I mean, no, he he's very human, and he gets. This time, he gets killed. I mean, he gets killed. They put his body in jail, but because he gets killed at that point, the robot is activated and comes and gets his body, takes it back to the ship, and brings him back to
0: life to complete. The, the Christ the allegory Christ yeah allegory. and when he sells everybody out he's trying to impress his girlfriend because she's fallen in love with the alien Klato <laughs> you know uh, the carpenter guy because yeah. you know wasn't, he's the great guy and he has one of this cool push the story forward lines in the movie because it's way back at the end of the film they don't want to waste time he says I'll be the biggest man in the country you'll feel differently when you see my picture in the papers you'll be married to a hero and he takes the diamonds and he looks at her and runs away yeah <laughs>
1: So anyway, oh. I guess
0: if we're, are we ready to to play
2: that? Are we'll, we'll probably uh,
1: actually go out with that. But I want to mention that oh. um, why don't you guys give it and some place the listener could contact you and maybe submit a film for your consideration to make your list. You're up at around a hundred films now on this list of one hundred. Yes, or, or and we'll be
0: discussing the searchers the next time.
1: Oh, how fun! So if someone would like to um, take the opportunity, yeah, to, if uh, they want
0: to um, you watch know, that. Pocus with a question on that or whatever, <laughs> but we have good reasons for considering the Searchers a perfect film. Very and good. And John Wayne is not a well liked man in this movie. You know, if so you're a John Wayne fan, for him. you know, yeah, it was really so. Make sure you have a couple of drinks because it's going to be hard to stomach oh, John Wayne wow. is a bad guy in this mm-hmm. movie.
1: So your homework, uh, if you can, get a chance to uh, watch the Searchers, and uh, also uh, go ahead and. Uh, well, I'll tell you what, we'll listen to uh, the outro speech and then uh, caller number seven after the speech is done we'll get not only a copy of one of the uh, original, copy of the original uh, storyboards for The Big Lebowski, but also we'll uh, throw in a copy of The Day the Earth Stood Still, courtesy of Precinct 13 here in town. So, filmically perfect, do you have uh, Do you have s- some way of introducing, this is like the very last speech. Yeah, this in the- is uh,
2: at the very <laughs> end, I'm curious, um, we haven't seen for a while. He was taken back to the ship by Gort. All the scientists are sitting out on their little uncomfortable wooden chairs waiting for him. Yeah. The all cop, the, the, all the world leaders are in folding wooden chairs. Right. Yeah. The cops have come again and told them to disperse. Yes. And then suddenly the spaceship opens up behind them and Gort comes out and then Klatu comes out behind him. And he balls them out, man.
3: I am leaving soon. And you will forgive me if I speak bluntly. The universe grows smaller every day. And the threat of aggression by any group anywhere can no longer be tolerated. There must be security for all or no one is secure. This does not mean giving up any freedom except the freedom to act irresponsibly. Your ancestors knew this when they made laws to govern themselves and hired policemen to enforce them. We of the other planets have long accepted this principle. We have an organization for the mutual protection of all planets and for the complete elimination of aggression. The test of any such higher authority is, of course, the police force that supports it. For our policemen, we created a race of robots. Their function is to patrol the planets in spaceships like this one and preserve the peace. In matters of aggression, we have given them absolute power over us. This power cannot be revoked. At the first sign of violence, they act automatically against the aggressor. The penalty for provoking their action is too terrible to risk. The result is we live in peace without arms or armies, secure in the knowledge that we are free from aggression and war, free to pursue more profitable enterprises. We do not pretend to have achieved perfection, but we do have a system, and it works. I came here to give you these facts. It is no concern of ours how you run your own planet, but if you threaten to extend your violence, This earth of yours will be reduced to a burned-out cinder. Your choice is simple. Join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration. We shall be waiting for your answer. The decision rests with you.
0: Well, there you have it, folks. Sixty years later, and they're still warning us. Don't forget it.
1: One of the most perfect movies ever made, The Day the Earth Stood Still. Gentlemen, J. Todd Anderson, thank you for coming by. Uh, we
2: would like to give the uh, the web address for, uh, or the email address for.
1: For, for you, yeah, yeah where the, we can. Yeah. Uh, uh,
2: for questions, comments, whatever, send it to C-L-A-R-K-E-R-S-E-Y at
0: AOL.com.
1: Com. Clark Kersey at AOL.com. Yeah, and
0: because these films are perfect and we have deemed them perfect, <laughs> if you argue with us, you will lose. <laughs> if this is highly
1: subjective. Highly subjective and a lot of fun. And next time we'll be looking at The Seekers, so if you get the opportunity. Plus, the right now, Oh, right. The Searchers, yes. Right, not the. Uh, that's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you. George Williman, and we'll see you next Friday. All right. In the meanwhile.